0: to our Christmas service today. Sing with us as we celebrate the birth of Jesus.
1: come to all we are so that you have joined us today for our Christmas service at Eagle Heights we are excited to be baptizing as a part of our Christmas service today as well if you plan to be baptized today make sure that your belongings are in the house of prayer prior to your being dismissed from the service so during the welcome time be sure to see an usher they would be glad to help you and direct you in getting your belongings over there because once Once we dismiss you from the service, we want to get started with baptism as soon as possible. Pastor Kevin and I would like to say to all the ones that are being baptized today, we are so Proud of each of you, and us as well as your church family are here for you as you begin your new journey in the Lord. And we are so thankful that you are being baptized on Christmas Sunday. It's just such a blessing to all of us. And after the announcements, we will be having our missions offering and then our welcome time today. And we ask during the welcome time that you make sure that your children use the restroom when we gather back in after welcome time uh, it'll be very dimly lit and sometimes totally dark and so we want as least movement and distractions as possible once we gather back in after the welcome time so if you can help us by using the restroom during that break time that would be great just going to be in just a few minutes and then also when we gather back in it's going to be a little different we ask that when you come back in that you remain seated throughout the service I know we're throwing you off because a few weeks ago we said when we preach and speak you sit and when we sing you stand not today we're changing it up and so please be seated and stay remain seated as we gather back in today The missions offering focus today is going to be for the Lottie Moon Christmas offering that's sponsored by the International Missions Board. I could not think of a more appropriate offering on Christmas Sunday than than giving to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. It's a special offering in that 100% of what is given to the Lottie Moon offering goes directly to the missionaries that are on the field all around the world. And just think about it today. We're celebrating with our family and friends. There's missionaries all around the world that don't have that luxury of being at home during the holidays. They're on a mission field ministering to a lost world, making great, great, great sacrifices. And we as a church want to come along behind them as they are doing their part in fulfilling the Great Commission and preaching the gospel to a lost world. There are still, new research says, over 7,000 unengaged, unreached people groups across the globe billions of people that still need to be saved before Jesus comes back to get us Lottie Moon was an American missionary over a hundred years ago a school teacher in Virginia that the Lord called to go to a foreign mission field can you imagine a hundred years ago a woman going to China to present the gospel she had great great challenges ahead of her but spent 40 years of her life in China on a mission field. But she would write home to the churches and challenge them and say there's great work to be done. Please please send support and the challenge is the same over a hundred years later there's still great work to be done and the missionaries around the world need our support. So ushers you come at this time on Christmas Sunday we're going to give to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering to support the missionaries on the foreign field let's stand let's come bring our offering greet use the restroom at this time the dawn of love's light, with the birth of Jesus, the Son of God, there began a life that would impact mankind more than any that came before him and more than any that was to come. On Christmas night, a love was born to us unlike any we had ever known, and this life begins with the story of Mary. And it came to pass that the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth. He came to a virgin named Mary, who was betrothed to Joseph of the house of David. And the angel said, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. Mary then said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be according to your word. But was it
2: possible
1: for Mary to comprehend what this birth meant? Could she know his love would bring hope to our world, bring healing to the blind and the lame, and salvation to anyone who would call on his name? Could she know that the light of his love would have the power to break through our darkness. Mary, did you?
3: i hey.
4: There went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that a census should be taken. All went to be registered, everyone to the city of their birth. So Joseph and Mary went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth to Judea and into Bethlehem, the city of David. What a difficult journey it must have been as Mary was great with child. Exhausted and weary, They finally arrived at the little town called Bethlehem only to realize there was no room for them in the end. But this was God's night. This was God's plan and he would once again make a way. A meager manger inside a simple stable in the most humble way imaginable God would give to the world his only begotten son. And while they were there The time came for her baby to be born. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men.
2: such gifts than Jesus, the Messiah, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords. Today, you may feel that you have no gift that is worthy to bring to Jesus. But I think of the poor widow in the Bible who gave just two small coins. And when Jesus saw it, he told his disciples that this woman had given more than all the rest because she had given everything she had. Our next song is taken from a fictional story, but it is powerful nonetheless. It's about a poor boy who thought he had nothing of value to bring to Jesus. He had no extravagant gift that could compare with the gifts of the wise men. But God had given him the ability to play his drum. So he offered the only thing that he could and he played his drum with all of his heart for baby Jesus.
4: On the night of His birth, baby Jesus was worshipped by the shepherds and praised by a chorus of angels. They sang and shouted, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. But from this night on, the journey laid out for our Savior would be marked by sorrow and suffering. As He became a servant to all, and a sacrifice for the sin of mankind. There was nothing about his appearance that would cause one to desire him, the son of a common carpenter, living a common life, raised in a common place, a little village called Nazareth. At the age of 30, he began his earthly ministry, surrounded by skeptics. Even his own brothers didn't believe in him, But no darkness could overcome the light of his life, the fullness of his love, and the glory of his power. Traveling from town to town and village to village, he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed, bringing deliverance to all who were bound, saving all who were lost, as many as would believe in his name. And then it was time it was time for the Lamb of God to lay down his life for the sins of the world. Handed over to his enemies in the dark of Gethsemane, he was betrayed by the kiss of a friend. Cruelly beaten, they mocked him and denounced him until he finally bore his cross to Golgotha's Hill. Nailed to the cross between two thieves. Jesus took upon himself the weight of the world's sin, your sin, my sin, all of our sin. He hung there in shame until finally he spoke his final words from the cross. It is finished. The earth immediately voiced its displeasure at the injustice of this tragic scene. An earthquake shook the ground as lightning flashed and thunder sounded its disapproval. The sacrifice had been made.
5: Come on. Let's continue worshiping the Lord. Come on. Oh, Jesus. What a beautiful name it is. You may be seated. What a beautiful name it is. Jesus Christ, my King. We've come to the most important part of the service today. Jesus Christ, my King. Today we want this service and this time and this opportunity, this moment in time to be the most precious, special time in your entire life. For that soul out there today who has yet to believe upon, to call upon the precious name of Jesus, to make Jesus Christ, to recognize him as Lord of Lord and King of kings in your life to receive him. We're going to take communion in just a moment. I was thinking about a verse, John 1. As John is saying, I am not the Messiah. There is one so worthy, so powerful, so amazing. I am not even worthy to loose the strap of his sandal. There's a mighty one coming. I'm preparing the way. I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness, but make no mistake, I am not worthy of that honor. I am not worthy of such glory as this one that is coming. And so he says that was the true light which gives light to every man. Every single solitary man. The Bible says that somehow, some way, he gives light to them and understanding. God the Father Jesus our Savior he was coming into the world this is the incarnation the birth of Jesus that we are singing about that we are celebrating today here's the sad part he was in the world and the world was made through him the Bible said he created all things he was we don't understand but he was that agent through which God the Father created all that you see and all that we are. And the world was made through him, and the world did not know him, did not recognize him, did not understand that this little baby born in this these most of humble settings and surroundings was indeed God. was indeed Jesus our Savior the Messiah he came to his own and his own did not receive him but here's the most wonderful promise that I can give to you today from God's Word but as many as received him to them he gave the right the King James says the power to become The children of God to those who would believe in his name one of my favorite Christmas songs is joy to the world joy to the world the Lord has come let earth say it with me let earth receive her King let every heart prepare him room in heaven and nature sing. You see, that's what is so vital for us today to understand. We can sing about, we can enjoy this wonderful music and this wonderful program, but until we receive Him, we don't have the power to become the sons and daughters of God. You can't do enough. You can't make yourself good enough. You can't merit God's favor on your own. There's nothing you can do to be the person that deep down in your heart you know that you want to be to live the life that you know that you want to live to free yourself from sin and all of the bondage and struggles and curse that sin brings along with it. You would if you could get away from all of that live a life full of peace and joy and strength where you are overcoming in life and overcoming the world and overcoming the devil. All of us want that. Every one of us here want that, but you can't do it only in Christ. Only in receiving Christ can we do that to understand who He is. The second verse of that wonderful hymn says, Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. The Savior reigns. We all have troubles and trials and difficulties in this life. Jesus said, make no mistake, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And when you are in me and I am in you, you too will overcome in this world. You say, but Pastor Kevin, you don't know what I'm going through in life. I really don't. And I don't know that I can feel the pain and the sorrow and the, and, the, and the challenge that you're feeling in your heart today. This is what I've learned. When something's over my head, it's under Jesus' feet. Amen. The Bible said that the earth is the Lord's footstool. Amen. So no matter what you encounter in this world and no matter what you encounter in this life, everything in this world is under the feet of Jesus. Can I get an amen? right there. And it is that knowledge of that that men, let men, their songs employ, recognize and engage in your song of praise and thanksgiving and worship who Jesus is while fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains. Repeat the sounding joy all around the globe. Every animate and inanimate object worship the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't know this verse very well. The next one says, No more let sins and sorrows grow. Nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. We don't use language like that anymore, and sometimes it's kind of difficult to understand what he's trying to say, the hymn writer here. Don't let sin reign in your life, don't let sorrow and depression and oppression rule and reign in your life when God pronounced the curse upon Adam for what he did he said you're gonna be cursed the ground is gonna yield to you thorns and thistles Jesus came to do away with the curse that Adam brought upon mankind What the the hymn writer is saying is don't let the curse rule and reign in your life as far as the curse is found. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your name is. I don't care your background. I don't care how low you've stooped in life and how many mistakes you've made. Jesus gives us the power to break the curse in our lives so that no more... Will thistles grow in our life? Come on, but the blessings of the Lord begin to flow in our lives. Can I get an amen right there? The last verse, maybe my favorite. He rules the world with truth and grace. That last song is so amazing. I got to get an x-ray tomorrow, I believe, because something turned loose in me when they were playing those drums. Something happened in there. I don't know what it is. (laughs) He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of His righteousness and the wonders of His love. Here's what we need to know as we celebrate the babe in that manger. That one day, every nation and every single individual will one day give an account for the light and the truth that god has shown them in their life and the wonders of his love toward them we will have to prove one day we will have to give an account of ourselves each of us will acknowledge god's truth and the glories of his righteousness And one day I know there's a lot of voices out there, a lot of loud voices out there, but there will come a day when every mouth is going to be stopped and all the world will be found guilty before God. And at that moment, we will see, and we will understand that God's word and God's truth was true all along. Every verse, every jot, every tittle, every word, every instruction, every commendation, every word, every exhortation, every challenge from God's holy word will have been found right after all. The most hard-hearted atheist, listen, the most prideful of men, the most powerful rulers of this world... The most powerful men the world has ever known, ever known. Every one. All the way down to those who are just maybe lazy, like we can be, and neglectful, and hesitant, and procrastinate. Procrastinators as we can be. There's coming a day when all of us as a whole will bow our knee. And confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God Philippians 2 8 says this and being found in appearance as a man He didn't have to come but he humbled himself and became obedient Even to the point of death even the death of the cross His life was a picture of obedience and submission to the Father God rewarded him for that therefore god has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven of those on earth and those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father jesus what a beautiful name the name of Jesus Jesus Christ my king can you say today he is my king have you received him I was thinking about this this morning and I was thinking about you know if there was this multi-billionaire person somewhere out there and all of a sudden he wanted to get into philanthropy and bless and give away and his fortunes that he could never give away in his lifetime. The wealth that he's accumulated in his life. And he has this idea that he wants to go and he wants to take people who are less fortunate who have struggled and toiled, toiled in life and Barely making ends meet, sometimes not making ends meet, in debt over their head, mortgages, car payments, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he wants to go, and he wants to free them of all of their debt, pay off their house, pay off their cars, free them from debt, and any needs that they have for the rest of their life to meet every one of their needs. And that multi billionaire hires somebody like me. This <laughs> <Just> old knucklehead. <laughs> you know, sometimes we don't have enough money to buy somebody a cup of coffee, you know? We can't do this for anybody. We can't believe, be that kind of blessing to anybody. But we work for somebody who can. And that multi billionaire says, What I want you to do, I want you to go home. I'm hiring you and I want you to go and I want you to share this good news with every one of your family members, every one of your friends. The resources are limitless. You're not going to ever ever knock on too many doors and tell many people, too many people the good news. I want you to go knock on every door. And I want you to share this good news. I want you to tell them that all of their debts are paid off and From then on, any any need, anything that they would ever have need of in life, I'm going to take care of it. What a job that would be. Don't you want to see people blessed? Wouldn't you love to go to your, come on, your brother or your sister or your mom or your dad or your children and say, hey, guess what? Your house is paid off. Your cars are paid off. There's no more debt you're going to be blessed for the rest of your life. Wouldn't you love to knock on the door of one of your neighbors and be able to share such good news with them? You say, but hey, hey, what if they don't believe? What if they don't receive? What if they just kind of think you're crazy and slam the door in your face? He said, just keep going to the next door and knock on another door. I want you to understand what's happening right now. Beyond this room, beyond what you're feeling in your body right now, what you're hearing with your ears, what you're seeing with your eyes, and what you can take in with your senses. Understand today in the spirit realm, and as God looks upon this room today and who you are, and he knows everything about you. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows your name. He knows your address. He knows all about you. He has a plan for your life. Jesus came to this earth, and he was born, and he went to the cross, and he was resurrected as we sang, and he did all of that for you, to give you the the most amazing gift that you could ever receive in your entire life. I was thinking of adjectives to use to describe this gift. No wonder Paul said, Bless be God, and thank him for the gift, the indescribable gift, Paul said. I get it, Paul. The Bible says, what, if, what would he gain a man if he gained the whole world and lose his own soul? If you could accumulate not only all the wealth, the riches, every object, everything, And the earth itself, if it all belonged to you, it would mean nothing if you would lose your soul and not receive Christ. I am just a knucklehead today, not working for a multi-billionaire. I am working for the King of kings, Lord of lords, who spoke this universe into existence by just a word from his mouth. I work for him. I am knocking, I am voicing, I am communicating to you sitting in here today. There's a gift. There's a gift unwrapped that's got your name on it. And who would leave that under the Christmas tree? I wouldn't. Who would not receive that gift? Our challenge today is to get this veil removed from our eyes It's not about religion it's not about what denomination it's not about any of that it's about a king it's about a Savior who came to forgive you all to forgive you all of your sin debt all of it wash it away and not only that but to give you an eternal home in heaven with him forever and ever and ever will you receive him today when I was a little kid, I went to a Catholic school and they would talk about First Communion. When they would come to the age of understanding and reason as they would come and observe the Lord's body and the juice which is the blood, representative of the blood of Jesus. It's a very powerful thing. In fact, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11, don't, don't be, don't be flippant about this at all. But discern the Lord's body and understand This is representative of his body that was broken for you and his blood that was shed for you. By faith, acknowledge and understand and receive that by faith. Today, you're sitting in here and you don't know the Lord and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe... Maybe you're the hard-hearted atheist and somehow somebody drug you in there. Or maybe you're that prideful man. Or maybe you're one of some powerful, you know, not national leader, but maybe you're just that guy. You just, you got this thing figured out. You think you're all that? None of us are all that. Or maybe you're just negligent in your life and you haven't taken the time to do what you need to do. And receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is your time. This is your place. This is your invitation. I want the team to come to make ready communion today. And if you're sitting there today, this can be your first communion. You say, Pastor Kevin, how do I do that? This is how you do that. By faith. You don't understand it all, but by faith you understand who Jesus is. You see it. You see it with the eyes of your heart. And the Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And whoever receives him, to them gave he the right, the power, to become the sons of God. Just receive the gift today. Open that gift of Jesus Christ as the payment for your sin. Come into relationship with him on this day. In just a moment I'm going to call you forward and when you come you're taking that bread which is the body, you're taking the cup which is the blood and you're saying Jesus I am remembering what you've done for me and what your sacrifice has done for me and I receive you with all of my heart this day. Call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. We're going to pray in a moment. Before you come, maybe you're here today and you know you're a born-again child of God, but you had not been living like Jesus is Lord of your life today. Let's make that thing right. Let's ask God to forgive us, to cleanse our heart, so that we in faith can come and receive him and remember him and take this in a worthy manner. I ask you to stand to your feet. Everyone calling upon the name of the Lord. If you don't know the Lord or you do know the Lord, let's just acknowledge him on this Christmas Sunday morning that if I had to do it all over again, Jesus, I still I still love you and I still am thankful that you are my Lord. So everyone praying together out loud on this Christmas morning saying, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus I, believe I believe that your name is the name above every name and every knee including my knee will bow to you as you are king of kings and lord of lords I don't want to wait to bow to you before the throne in judgment I want to bow now I want to bow now I want to acknowledge that you indeed are my Lord and my Savior. I'm a sinner, Lord. Make no mistake. I make no excuses. I'm a sinner. But today, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. And I believe right now that you died on the cross for all of my sins and was raised again for my justification. I believe and so I receive my salvation this day. Thank you Jesus for saving us and all God's people said this is how we're going to do that we're going to come this is the invitation only if you don't feel, that's fine. There's no problem. I would definitely not want to embarrass anybody. You're not being in any way coerced to come and take this if it's not in your heart to do so. There's going to be a team in the back. Some more tables in the back. So the back half will go that way and the front half will go this way. But let's understand the holy moment that this is. Amen. For some of you, I pray you're taking your first communion. And I bless you as you do that. So everyone come. Everyone come as the Lord lays upon your heart. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What a name, what a
0: name
5: the name of Jesus, name
0: of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is! Nothing, Nothing compares,
5: compares to this. privilege what a blessing to receive freely this gift of salvation praise you Jesus think about where you would be without him today how many times He's lifted your head? How many times He's caused victory to occur in your life when it shouldn't have? How many times you fell face down in the mud and He picked you up again, cleansed you, washed you, put you on on your way again? Come on, let's give Him praise. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Are we ready? Receive from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. Listen to Paul. That which I received from the Lord I'm giving it to you. The instruction on communion and this gift of salvation that I've given through my preaching that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and understanding for everyone in this place in the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Somebody say amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Hey, with everyone who's going to be baptized, go ahead and make your way over please. And as they are, won't you give them a hand clap right now. We are for you. We're praying for you. We are celebrating. You may be seated for just a moment. I love to baptize on Christmas. It is the package deal. It is. Here we are. Receive. And now that I have received, I obey. Jesus' instruction to be baptized. Jesus said to those early disciples, He said it to me and every minister of the gospel that is living today. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be what? Will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. We don't like that word. God doesn't like that word. He didn't come that you might be condemned. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him... Might be saved. That's God's plan for our lives. So today we are celebrating those people who have already received. I think about that Ethiopian eunuch when Philip called him, a divine instruction from the Holy Spirit go over, take that chariot. He didn't know what was about to happen, but there was someone that God had his eye on, that on this day they would receive. You know, he didn't understand what he was reading. He was reading out of the Bible, out of the book of Isaiah. And he was reading about the sacrifice that Jesus made for our sin. And the man said to Philip, hey, who is he talking about? Is he talking about himself or someone else? And Philip said, uh-oh, now I know why I'm here. And he opened his mouth and he preached Jesus. Jesus. He told him the good news about Jesus and who he is and what he has done and he told him about baptism how do you know that because just a little ways down the road there was a ditch there that was flooded because of a recent rain or maybe there was a pond or maybe a stream we don't know but he said there's some water I want to get baptized I want you to understand there is no such thing as an unbaptized believer it's not something you do to be forgiven It's not something that you do to try to become a child of God. It is something you do because you are forgiven and because you are a child of God. That Philippian jailer, rough, rough guy. Remember that night when Paul and Silas were singing hymns to God and he wished he had that kind of faith? That no matter what the world threw at him, he had something inside of him that would generate enough strength to worship and praise a God. And you remember the chains fell off and what happened? And he ran in and asked for a light and said, what must I do to be saved? And he said, if you believe with all of your heart, you can be saved. And the Bible says that same hour he washed the stripes on Paul and Silas' back that he had ordered to be put there. And then it says, and he was baptized. And in both stories, the eunuch and also the jailer, the Bible says he went on his way, and he went, and they went on their way rejoicing, having believed. This is a time to celebrate and rejoice with every single individual that you're going to see on that screen. Luke 15, 10 says this, Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God. Over one. Remember that? Oh, everybody say one. Over one sinner who repents. And I know there's more than one out there. But even if there was only one, I wonder if we ought to join heaven and celebrate and rejoice with these people who have received the greatest gift ever known to man. Amen? And so we're going to start singing in just a moment. And when you see those folks come up on the screen, screen for every single one of them Would you clap your hands, shout and rejoice with every one of them? Amen. Smith.